on the Wine Roads, a wine road trip that takes you to the four corners of the world to discover the most beautiful wine estates. Third stop, Argentina, episode four. At the foot of the Cordillera, I'm meeting up with Nicolas Hautbert, the oenologist of Argentina's most prestigious wine-growing estate, Cheval des Andes, a name which today is known far beyond the borders. Hola. Hello. Nicolas, I presume. Nicolas, I presume. Hi, François. Enchanté. Nice to meet you. How are you? What a wonderful place this is. It's not bad. So, Cheval des Andes. Exactly. Our vineyard, 50 hectares, at the foot of the Andes. Marvelous. Can you clear something up for me? I know the Cheval Blanc. Any connections with Cheval des Andes? Yes, of course. We're sort of like its little brother. South American brother. Yes, South American brother. We started this project about 15 years ago in 1999. We wanted to reconnect with Malbec's past. As you know, Malbec is Argentina's great grape variety, but it also had its days of glory in Bordeaux, then completely disappeared during the phylloxera epidemic. Cheval Blanc contained a lot of Malbec, as did all the great Bordeaux wines. Today, its new home is here at the foot of the Andes, on this plateau at 1100 meters, and it's doing great. We came here to revive the blending formerly done in Bordeaux by using the four current Bordeaux grape varieties, plus the Malbec that was missing. So it's about a historical connection with our past. So Cheval des Andes is your baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, it's my baby. It's my luck to have this beautiful baby. I'm both enologist and agronomist, and I oversee the overall project, as well as elaborating on the vines. You're responsible for the blending and all that. Yes, all the creative parts of wine production. With Pierre Lorton, who is president of Cheval Blanc, and then my own Argentinian team, so it's French and Argentinian collaboration. The mix of two great cultures along with this exceptional terroir. Is that a polo ground there? Yes. I'm not seeing things. No, that's what it is. So I'm not crazy. People are often surprised to see a polo ground in the middle of the vineyard. And we had this area that hadn't been planted. And I play polo with um, a certain amount of friends. We're called Cheval des Andes, and we had the Andes, but no horses. Argentina is polo country, so it's an Argentinian passion we share here with our visitors. Shall we take a look at the vines? Yes, it's the perfect time. The light isn't bad. I'll put this stuff away and then we'll go. With pleasure. So here we have Malbec. Yes. Historic. Yeah, these are some of the most beautiful plots in Argentina, in Mendoza. It's pre-Phylloxera Malbec, planted at the end of the 20s over 80 years ago. They are furrow irrigated using the old traditional system and it's the very last plot. We skirt the river and cling to the mountains. It's a very special terroir, soil and subsoil. Also, there's a colossal temperature range. It's an extraordinary jewel that produces the greatest wines. Go look. So this is a historical monument? Yes, exactly. 
It's probably our most beautiful plot, one of the most beautiful plots in Mendoza. So ideal location, soil and subsoil between the mountains and the river, planted in the 20s with pre-phylloxera, furrow-irrigated, non-grafted Malbec. It's a jewel that exists nowhere else in the world. And we use the snowmelt from the glaciers to irrigate in the summer because it doesn't rain at all. Just 15 to 20 centimeters of rain per year over the last 20 years. This water is carried by canals on the edge of the property and then runs down this first canal here and into the rows of vines. We have a tomero, a guy responsible for irrigation, who uses a spade to open and close the canals. If we want to irrigate, the tomero with his sapa, a special spade, opens it up like this, and the water flows into the furrows. You can see it's going to flow along here. Now, the big advantage is that it's a system based on rainfall as opposed to drip irrigation, one drop at a time, whereas we can irrigate for one day and then stop for a week. And the plant adapts, learns to live with less water, and develops a deep root system because the water doesn't stay on the surface. So the roots have to go deep. It's a sand and gravel soil. How deep? Three or four meters, easily, because we have these soils. It's sand, only sand. So immediate draining on the surface, and even more below because of these round pebbles that filter the water, allowing the roots to penetrate even deeper. So this is the miracle of traditional irrigation in Argentina. The snow melt and this incredibly pure water that nourishes our vines. And since they're the closest to the mountain, they receive the water first. Crystal clear water. Extraordinary. My trip in Argentina is coming to an end. I'm leaving Nicholas, his horses, and his exceptional wine. I'm thinking back of this wine route where each landscape and each meeting is flooding back like indelible memories. But in order to make this trip complete, I've still got one last essential thing to do. Travel through the Cordillera. There are few words to describe this route connecting Mendoza to the higher tops of the American continent. Fairy tale landscapes, golden lights, surrounded by impressive tops. There's nothing like the Andes. In the middle of these landscapes, I'm eager to find myself face to face with the century of stone, the Aconcagua which, with its 6,959 meters high, is watching over the beauty of Latin America, Argentina. On the Wine Roads, from a documentary series directed by Eric Michaud, with Luna Sands and François Montagu. Sound editing, Agathe Leroux and Guillaume Suppy, and mixing, Thomas Gabriel. Music by My Music Library and Angle, the An Interscope Production. <laughs>